Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show. And we are coming to you live at the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. One hour from now, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, Browns wide receiver and returner who had an 86-yard punt return. And you go, Ken, I know you're a Browns homer. Why are you bringing on Browns wide receivers we never heard of? Well, if you added it, you saw there was an 86-yard punt return for a touchdown back on Thursday. And before that, Damon Sheehy Giuseppe was sleeping in his car. Folks, we got this generation's Vince Papali. And he will be joining us at noon Eastern as Tom rolls his eyes as hard as he possibly can. No. It's a good story, it's an Tom. Amazing story. Okay, stop being a jerk. I said nothing. You, 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 I advocated you're doing for this your spot, in fact. You advocated for it. I, I did. Did you champion the spot? <laughs> no, I just said it was. a You good championed idea. the cause, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I Rudy Carson. Say I championed it. That's fine. Fine. I yeah, you guys Rudy are trying to change the the language lexicon over there. So yeah, let's go. Rudy let's go Carpenter. Rudy Carpenter will join us at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, former quarterback, Series 6 and Pac-12 contributor. Hey, you know, I'm just saying, when you go down the field in about two minutes and you go 5 or 6, yeah, you know, maybe the rest of the AFC North better watch their ass, okay? How about that, huh? Huh, Tom? Huh? I mean, uh, a little bit of of an overreaction to the first drive, of which the Jets also had a very successful first drive. But I do didn't say a little overreaction. They went fast pace. They went they went fast pace. And when they get when they get Odell Beckham Jr. in there, my goodness, I do think the AFC North is on notice, and appropriately so. Get ready, they're coming. There you go. Browns are good. Browns are coming, baby. You're gonna love Saturday. See, the thing is, is it's not anymore where I used to do Sunday nights. And it would be after Browns losses. So you don't get to enjoy that as much, Tom. Yeah, you were doing the moratorium but, every week. Oh, my God. It was so bad. But if they lose, like, you will be with me this fall, right? Oh, oh yeah. I'll be here. You're going to. Every you'll, Saturday. You'll get, you'll get your chance. You'll get your chances. You'll get your digs. That for that, in all seriousness, I know I've been doing. I mean, I've been Ric Flair and Arn Anderson about it when it comes to the Cleveland Browns in 2019. The, the first half of that schedule is pretty tough. You are all over the country. We don't know who the 49ers are going to be this year. They could be much better. You got Seattle coming to town. Seattle's no easy out, obviously. You got the Rams in there. Tennessee was a borderline playoff team. I think the Jets will be much better. That's the game, Ken. That's why yeah. the schedule for both yeah. teams is so sketchy that they yeah. both need the game against each other. That Jets Browns game is going to be season defining. Because if, if you're well, it, the, the beginning of the schedule is so tough because they're so young, and Baker Mayfield has been tested so many times. I know. I here we go on a Browns tangent again. I'm sorry, but. But the Browns are young where if they go 0-2 to begin that and then you are at home on Sunday night against the freaking Rams, oh, God. Exactly. No, they got to win that game then. Who <laughs> boy. I think they're going to pound the Jets in that game. I think you do? I think that be the Jets' wake-up call. The Jets will start okay, and then they're going to get boat raced by the Browns. Yeah, The Browns' problems will come later in the season, I think. 
Oh, my goodness gracious. The Jets will have early problems and then make a run to seven or eight wins. And just I had no up. idea. Man, I had no Okay, seven or eight wins is okay with Adam Gase and his smelling salts. In, Browns are in 9-10 area of like just sitting on the board. Can they get the wild card right. spot? I think you're right. I, I really do. Eight five five two one two four cbs What were you going to say about Antonio Brown? You said it during the break, and I go, nope, Tom, you got to say that on air. Go. About Antonio Brown. I wouldn't... Uh, if I was Mike Mayock, I would move on. I would give him his – they can send a five-day letter, which is essentially five days of notice until they can move you onto the reserve list, and then they don't have to pay you, and it's over. They only have paid him $1 million of his signing bonus so far. He'll lose like $14.25 million guaranteed this year, A.B. And if I was Mike Mayock, and again, I, obviously I'm not, and this is an incredibly talented receiver that they gave up assets for. Not a ton, a third and a fifth, but they did give up assets for um, but this set the tone for this team, this rebuilding team, and say we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to we're not going to walk on eggshells around anybody. If you're going to de- you know detach from reality and and leave the team, then you're gone. You don't have to be here. You're gone. That goes for I think everybody. The best I, player to the worst player. I, I really think you're right. What did they What did they invest as far as picks? I think a third and a fifth. I believe I'll double a third and a fifth. That's it. Yeah, I think that's for it. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Please cut bait. You you missed a third and a fifth. You got other first. You had other first round picks given to you from other trades. I question whether Antonio Brown even wants to play. I really do. You're coming up with helmet stuff? I said in the previous segment, you, you, when you didn't want to go to school when you were a kid, you'd find a way to not go to school. If you really didn't want to go, you'd find a way. If you don't want to go to work, you can find a way to not go to work and make yourself feel better about not going to work. There's always going to be consequences, yeah, but you can always find a way. And you, a lot of us, even if you're successful, you probably had a job like that. You probably had a job where you worked at a car wash or a grocery store or, or unloaded trucks or whatever, and it was just like, man, this sucks. And you woke up every now and then, and you were just like, man, nope, I'm, I'm, yeah, just, I just don't feel as good today. Nah, I think we're going to call off. We're going we're gonna to call her in sick. I think that's what Antonio Brown does. And at 31 years old, I think he's finding ways to self-sabotage and not play in the NFL. And if you're Mike Mayock, you have a way to get out of this. Cut your losses. A third, a, third a, fifth a, fifth, yeah. a third round and a fifth round. It was a third and a fifth. A third and a fifth. A third round and a fifth round. What did you pay? Two and a half million dollars altogether at the end of all this? Is that what that Maybe is? Maybe even less than that. Yeah, I think. Maybe even just... less than that. Cut bait and get the hell out of there. That's the last thing you need. And you might, I swear to you, you may wear this egg on your face. Now, this is on Derek Carr. This would be better if you had a better quarterback, and I would still say a better coach and a more experienced general manager. But. You can cut bait and still try to save some face. Or even if you can't save that face, the best chance you ever have to save a face about anything is to win football games. Now, I don't know how big of a winning football team you are. I don't think you are a very big winning football team. And Antonio Brown would then in turn, what, he'd be a free agent? Well, Pittsburgh's not bringing him back, so that's one that's right off the cuff. I think there's a lot of teams that after all this, I don't know if the Antonio Brown business is that big. I know people will automatically say New England. You got to want to win to play in New England. Like they've taken guys before, and they've had to cut guys here and there too. But the guys that they've taken have wanted to reinvigorate themselves, win, play for a cause, chase a ring, that type of thing. I don't think Antonio Brown wants to do that. He played in a Super Bowl at the very beginning of his career, didn't do much. I don't think that he's interested in Super Bowls. I don't think he's interested in winning. That's the only thing they're interested in New England.
I don't think Belichick's interested the other way either. As probably, crazy as that sounds, probably. Yeah, and, and he's got to be able to get through to you, and you people cannot will, get yes. through to Antonio Brown. You cannot people, get through to him. They will immediately draw that conclusion. Go, man, New England just makes sense. I don't think it does. I don't know if anywhere makes sense in the league. Someone will take the chance. And I would say, I would say, right off the top of my head, I, and you can spitball it too. I'd say Miami's always a destination, except I think they're actually trying to build something that's worthwhile. So, and Steve Ross is kind of nuts about that type of thing. So, I would say they're a destination. But if they're if their general manager and their new head coach gets their way, I don't know if it really is. Is Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston a destination? Possibly. Yeah, it's possible. Right, I mean, go right off the top of your head. I don't know. Dallas the Niners, is Dallas. The Cardinals. Yeah, no. If Dallas doesn't pay, yeah. If Dallas doesn't pay Amari, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think there will be interest, and I think actually the Raiders are in theory a good spot. Like they can have the patience. Yes. I just don't oh, God, think it's yeah. healthy for any football team trying to prepare for a season to have this going on and have a guy who you're right. It looks to me, and maybe we're totally off here, and it actually is some weird specific helmet issue. It doesn't make any sense. It looks to me like he doesn't want to He's not sure. Let's put it this I way. I don't think. He's not I, sure he wants to play. He's what Antonio? Sure Br- to play. Yes, what Antonio Brown, I think, is doing, 855-2124-CBS, what I think Antonio Brown is doing is coming to a conclusion that he doesn't want to play in the NFL. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll, he'll play week one and he'll be there all, week, all 16 weeks, and he'll be wonderful. Who knows? But if you're willing to do this over a helmet issue, raise this big of a stink over a helmet. I know Tom Brady was grandfathered in once, and now that's ended. And Aaron Rodgers, and they showed him the pictures of Aaron Rodgers at camp, and that traded, that changed too. I, I know that he wants that type of thing. But I really don't know. If you're willing to make that big of a deal about a freaking helmet, I think you got a bigger issue within. I think you have a bigger issue that you probably don't want to play in the NFL anymore. When you're giving interviews on HBO and saying that you don't need the game anymore, that's a telling sign. You don't need the game. You've made a ton of money. You have very little kids who seem to love you. I saw the I saw the video of him explaining explaining to his children about uh, about Ben Roethlisberger not being there anymore. You have a, you have a chance to have a great life. If you don't want to be in the NFL, don't be in the NFL. Start to resurrect your reputation. Do what do do what does best in terms of you're a guy that people like that na- they naturally like not right now but they naturally like. You seem to have a pretty good personality. Before all this happened, you seem to have a pretty good personality. You were doing Pepsi commercials for crying out loud. They don't just put anybody out there. So you are a major marketable star. You can be a person who reinvents yourself again. Just understand, and I think this might be part of what he's dealing with, is that when you close that chapter, that's the end of the book, of that part of the book. That's the end. And maybe Antonio Brown's struggling with that a little bit. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Craig in Lansing, Michigan. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Uh, yeah, thanks for fitting me in, brother. Um, dude, uh, Look, I said when they made the trade, people were like, oh, they only get a third and a fifth. I'm like, man, they're getting a third and a fifth to get rid of their problems. Somebody's paying them to take away their problems. I mean, look, the dude's a great player, but in actuality, the Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl since 2009, so they've never won one with them. They've won six without them. They are smart enough to know, hey, you know what? I mean, we, we were winners before these guys got here, talking about him and Bell, and we'll be winners after they leave. I mean, I, I think that you're absolutely right. 
He does, just doesn't want to play football because that doesn't make sense to a rationally thinking human being. Well, gosh, you know, I mean, who backs him up on that? Who says, oh, I completely understand. I mean, good Lord, I would wish I could get me a new helmet too. I mean, and they, nobody's jumping on his bandwagon. The guy's, he's an eccentric weirdo, and, uh, I mean, he's, just, he's always been that way. And, I mean, he's crazy, dude. And so I'm, I'm, I'm right on board with what you said, man. I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, Craig, and thank you very much for the call. When it comes to the Steelers part of things, I don't think the Steelers are out of the woods yet. The Steelers need to go and either win the division or make the playoffs. And, and I think that's going to be a tough division. I, I, I wonder why, and I've been, kick, I've been catching this from, just real quick on the Steelers, I've been catching this from Pittsburgh radio show hosts and some of the Pittsburgh fans. I don't know why you're so concerned with the Browns when the Ravens were the one who won the division last year. And I don't know what Lamar Jackson's going to be this year. I have Ken Weinman telling me that he's going to be great this year, that Lamar Jackson's learned how to throw like an NFL quarterback, and this is an offense that's going to be absurdly dangerous. I question the defense and what they lost with the Baltimore Ravens, but anytime I talk about anything in Pittsburgh, oh, God, the Browns were... Well, wait a minute. What The Ravens are the division champion. It's going to be a tough division, I think, up there at the top. If the Steelers make the playoffs, I think they... And I do mean this, just make the playoffs as a wild card... I think they're completely justified. But they have to make the playoffs. Because before, it was A.B. was holding us back. He was getting in our way. He was the problem with this football team. He was the albatross that was hanging around our necks. We're Team Ben Roethlisberger. He was a problem for us. Mike Tomlin blamed the issues on him. Ben Roethlisberger, the fans, the ownership, they blame the issues on Antonio Brown. If you don't make the playoffs this year with Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback, with Juju Smith-Schuster as your wide receiver, your number one wide receiver, with a defense that still has a good front seven, you are the one that is in trouble here. You're the one where it's Mike Tomlin's fault and where it's Ben Roethlisberger's fault, who's a freaking franchise quarterback and talking about retiring every other year or every year at this pace now. So they're not out of the woods. Right now, take a victory lap. Go ahead. You got it. I got a guy over here arguing about his helmet for two hours with the NFL yesterday. You're focused on winning. I don't know what the Raiders are focused on, so you get that right now. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are not out of the woods about this by a long shot. You can only blame Antonio Brown for so long. He's easy to blame. I mean, look at it. But you can only blame him for so long. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We get to some more of these calls also. I'll say it because Dabo never could. The rest of the ACC is garbage. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 40 minutes away, we'll talk to Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, Browns wide receiver and punt returner, kick returner, all-around feel-good story. We did the math earlier today. The punt return for a touchdown could have made him about $65,000. We'll ask Damon about that coming up here at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Also saying hi to Anthony Lima, who is on his way back from Chicago. We'll be on after me in the fall here on CBS Sports Radio. He's driving through the state of Indiana, and if he's not with a bottle of Old Fitzgerald right now for me, he needs to turn his ass right back around and go get that bottle of Old Fitzgerald. Of course, he's listening on Sirius XM 206. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. One more AB call, then i got to talk about Dabo. Bill in Redding, Pennsylvania. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, real simple. I'll make my comment, and you give me your answer. I'm going to hang up that. What would Al Davis handle this if he was in his prime? Give me your answer. I'm going to hang up, okay? Thank you. If he didn't want to be there, thank you very much for the call, Bill. If he didn't want to be there, I think that he would probably let him go. 
I mean, if he really didn't want to be there that bad. Bill, he was a guy. Al Davis and people bring up every. He was the last bastion for a lot of crazies, a lot of wild men wild men in the NFL. And he was also a guy where those guys could find a way to win because they knew they had the backing. The NFL has changed. It would probably be an ugly scenario for Al Davis if Al Davis was still here. I think Antonio Brown wants his power. I think Antonio Brown, he wants things the way he wants them. And he's not going to take no for an answer the way he wants them. So you're probably going to end up having to tell him no. Because I don't think Antonio Brown wants to play in the NFL anymore. You're willing to go through all this for a helmet? Please. You're willing to go through all this for a helmet because you don't want to admit to yourself that you don't want to play in the NFL anymore. You're 31 years old. You've been banged up. It's been nine years. You've made a boatload of money. You like dancing with the stars. You like doing TV. You like doing commercials. We'll forgive you after a while. Alex Rodriguez is on Sunday Night Baseball every single week. People love watching Alex Rodriguez. He's with J-Lo. People love J-Lo when she comes walking in there. I usually think she's probably with him on the road to make sure that he does. he keeps his nose clean. But still, she's there and people love it. We usually, we love to forgive. And you didn't do anything as bad as what Alex Rodriguez did for the sport or anything. So fine. Go ahead and call it a career. You'll be up more. Will he be a Hall of Famer? And with the overall numbers, I'm not sure, especially at that position. But you'll be known as one of the best wide receivers of the generation. I would say yes. So you have a chance to do TV, to do anything. You, you, you got your money. Go be happy, because I don't think this game makes him happy anymore. 855-2124-CBS. Dabo Sweeney wasn't very happy whatsoever when he heard about the room. Well, he heard about the the comments that were being made about Clemson and their soft schedule. Told Chris Lowe of ESPN, listen, quote, listen, the SEC's a great conference, but I don't think they've been as deep the last few years. I think they've had two or three really good teams, and then it's kind of been this Hit or miss from there. It's an awesome league for sure. And I know people say that Alabama was tired because they went through the grind and they had to play all these teams. Well, they won by an average of 33.1 points per game going into the playoff, so they ought to be well-rested. My thing is that, are you serious? They're tired? Then you look at Clemson and we won 12 games by 20 points. Who really challenged Alabama in the SEC? They didn't get challenged by anybody. Anybody. Until the Georgia game for the SEC championship game. End quote. He didn't say anybody twice. I said anybody twice, but he didn't say anybody once. If you know the average amount of points that the other team won by off the top of your head, you have spent way too much time worrying about that other team. And these comments meant way too much to you. I think we can look at this and and see what Clemson and Alabama have done over the last couple of years and say that these two teams are far and away the best teams in college football. And they've been far and away the best teams in college football for really the last five years, but at least the last three years. And for Dabo Sweeney to be this focused on this, saying we won 12 games by 20-plus points, but you won by an average of 33.1, and people are bringing out the Sarkran rankings or whatever they are that has Clemson's last year's strength of schedule at ninth and, and Alabama's, or Alabama's last year's strength of schedule at ninth and Alabama's at 25th. You're doing way too much thinking about this. You won the championship. You won it fair and square. You boat raced Alabama. You embarrassed them on national television. You found a way to embarrass Nick Saban. It doesn't happen like that. You won 44-16. You have a quarterback that could be the number one overall pick tomorrow or could have been the number one overall pick back in April. Stop worrying about this. 
and focus on the truth. Now, Dabo can't say it because Dabo's a football coach, and the last thing a football coach wants to do is give anybody any possibility at any bulletin board material whatsoever. So since Dabo can't say it, I'll say it for you. You're the best overall team in college football. You've become a machine. You're a tremendously gifted coach. You're a tremendously gifted motivator. And I happen to like you because you're still a guy who's won a couple of national championships, but people can get you on the phone to talk to him. And Nick Saban, you ain't got a chance in hell. But let me say it for you. The rest of your conference is bad. And you know the rest of your conference is bad. I'll look at your schedule right now. Georgia Tech, state of flux. At best, a state of flux, but a smart school. Texas A&M, okay, maybe Texas A&M, and that, by the way, is an SEC team. Maybe Texas A&M might be cooking now with Jimbo Fisher in his second year. Syracuse, maybe because you have a bad history with him. It's gotten a little ugly at times. Dino Babers is a good coach, so I'll give you that one. Charlotte is a non-entity. North Carolina is a basketball school. Florida State has fallen on hard time, the daddy. Louisville, you got Poppy Petrino still stinking. You got to let that air out for a couple of years. Boston College, Steve Adazio is a great soundbite, but they're about a 7-5 and five football team in a year. Wofford, which isn't even in big-time D1. North Carolina State, which is still a basketball school in a lot of ways. And Wake Forest, which is still a smart kid school and probably about the size of a regular D2 if it wasn't on Topaco Road. And then at the end, and you have South Carolina, who's an SEC school. That's your schedule right there. Do we want to go to the other side of it? Do we want to go to the other side of the ACC? We, I, I, mean, I got all day. I got four hours. I can do the whole thing. In the Coastal Division, forgive me because I've already gone over North Carolina. Miami, they still live. I, stay, I think they still live in the past and, and probably still try to wake up the echoes of Luther, Luther Campbell. Justin Fuente might be on his ass. And their best days are behind them. You got Bud Foster who's retiring. Virginia, they might be seven wins, eight wins this year. Maybe on their way back, I'll give you Virginia. Okay, great. Duke's a basketball school, another small enrollment school. And Georgia Tech's for smart people. Anything else in here with all these other teams, it, it, you're, you don't even match the SEC. Alabama starts off with Duke, Poop. New Mexico State, poop. South Carolina, yeah. Southern Miss, poop. Ole Miss, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Texas A&M, probably on the way back. Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee, former assistant, might be there. Chad Morris in, in Arkansas, they'll want him fired way before it is, but he, they were left with absolutely nothing, but they still can be a competitive ball club. Probably not this year. LSU, Coach O can coach. They can recruit, or they can recruit, because that's what you call it in the SEC, and they can do a hell of a job. That's a rivalry game, and that one is at home. Mississippi State, maybe a little bit better. Western Carolina, poop before Auburn and Auburn. Their little brother, they have a complex. I don't think it's comparable. I think the SEC is a tougher schedule. I think that these teams that play in the SEC do have to play when you're a team like Mississippi State. You have to play Alabama. You have to play Georgia. You have to play LSU. You have to play tough teams. So your schedule is not going to be that good. When you're in the ACC and the one real tough opponent you have to play is Clemson and you go out and get your ass handed to you and then you can compete against everybody else, it's going to look a little bit better, isn't it? I think so. It's okay. You're a basketball conference, but you're the best team in the country by far. Maybe not by far, but by a lot. You're the best team in the country. You're in a basketball conference. They care about basketball. Virginia's a basketball school, just like I wanted to say. 
but you are the best overall program. You really need to sit there and commit to memory. You They won by an average of 33.1 points at Alabama. These comments really bothered you that much? This is your second national championship game. What does he have, a $93 million contract? $93 million as a head coach in college football, and you've committed to memory 33.1 points? This argument keeps you up at night? Please. Alabama plays in the football conference of the South. You play in the basketball conference of the South. It's okay, and it probably should be even better that you clean their clocks on national television. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, Marshawn Lynch cursed at the kids. Doesn't mean he doesn't want what's best for him, though. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Folks, I got great news. You can save 15% or more on car insurance by switching to Geico. You go to geico.com. It's less than 15 minutes, and it saves you up to 15% or more on car insurance. Also, today, 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific. It's high speeds and high intensity as some of the most talented sales. You got to be kidding me. It's high speeds and high intensity as some of the most talented sailors from around the nation compete in the Coes England Grand Prix. Don't miss Sail GP on CBS Sports Network. I went into that cold time and I thought it was going to be drivers or jockeys. I did not expect sailors. There's always a new twist, you know? I went into that totally cold and I'm going, oh, sailors. Oh, boy. By far the most popular read of the week every week. Either you or Gresh or Pony, somebody gets just tripped up and finds massive entertainment in that read. How many Judge Smales commer- uh, How many Judge Smales jokes are in that commercial? <laughs> like how many? Like ten, twenty? <laughs> Can I do it thirty times possibly? Am I saying cows right? Cows, cows. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't even know. Come on, you went to Columbia. You're supposed to know this. Let's go. Damon Sheehy Giuseppe is supposed to join us coming up at high noon Eastern, 855-2124-CBS. The England Grand Prix, don't miss LGP on CBS Sports Network, yes. Also, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to talk to Rudy Carpenter. We'll talk Pac-12 with him, former QB, Sirius XM Pac-12 contributor. QB coach currently, I mean, great stuff. 855-2124-CBS. We got takes on Dabo. Do we have the Dabo clip? Go ahead and roll the Dabo clip. This is Dabo. Being a uh, a bit upset, and I think that Alabama's in his mind because of the whole strength of schedule thing. Go. I mean, where we are today, and the reason we win is because of our league and how we're challenged week in and week out. And I think that's what people miss. Um, You know, five or six years ago, it was hilarious because, you know, the the rhetoric used to be, well, an ACC team's never going to win the national championship because – they don't play anybody. And so when they get to postseason and they got to play the big bad boys, they can't be prepared. Well, now we win it. Well, the only reason we win it now is because we don't play anybody. So I, you can't have it both ways. I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Now, there was a time where maybe Dabo was right about that, but that boy, that was a long, 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 long time ago. That's not the way it is. You have more freshmen, more sophomores playing than you've ever before. So you just need to be a better overall team, have a better system, wake up on a better day, be able to coach him up before game day, and be able to get guys to listen to you and actually get guys to buy in. It's a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do. I'm not taking anything away there. 
I just don't believe any of that stuff. Well, no one said we'd win the national championship. You can absolutely win the national championship playing in an easy division. You've proven it twice. Your conference is not good. It's just it's just not good. And every conference has its has its problems. This isn't just a rip on the ACC. The ACC should be pretty proud of themselves. Who won the who won the College World Series this year? I have no idea. I forgot that already. But you have the college basketball champion and you have the NFL or you have the uh, NFL. You have the college football champion. Those are two pretty big damn things for the ACC. You both you got them both. So you should be proud of yourself, but you should also understand that, yeah, you know what? Your conference doesn't necessarily offer the best competition when it comes to football. Larry Fedora's team was terrible last year. David Cutcliffe is a good coach doing the best he can, but that team was bad last year, and they've been poo gutta for basically their entire existence. I, I, I told you, I went down the list before. Syracuse seems like their stones are always that close to the bandsaw. Thank goodness for Dino Babers and him being able to stay there. NC State is a non-entity. It's a place where people like to go to overrate quarterbacks. Wake Forest is still basking in the glow of Tim Duncan. That's it. There's nothing there. Florida State has fallen on hard times with Willie Taggart and are trying to pick it back up, and people don't even want to go to their games anymore. Louisville is more concerned with former basketball coaches and Italian restaurants and Bobby Petrino and keeping him upright on a motorcycle before than they are about winning football games right now. They are on the mat. This schedule couldn't be more easier, coach. I'm sorry, boss. But that's okay. I mean, you go back to 2014. Look at Ohio State. Lost against Virginia Tech, which again was supposed to be not a great year. Virginia Tech, the former national championship contender. Also, Virginia Tech isn't that good right now. But they lost to Virginia Tech. That was supposed to be the end because the rest of their conference didn't really play that great. Michigan had a bad season. You beat Michigan State. Michigan State was a tight game, and they were ranked, what, seventh at that time? Then you had to beat the brakes off of Wisconsin, which you did because nobody respected Wisconsin that year. You had to beat them the way you did just to get a chance over the Big 12 teams. You got in, they beat Alabama, they beat Oregon. You don't have to be playing in a top five, in a top tier conference, in the best conference. You don't have to be that way. You just have to be the best, and you've been the best. And I don't know why you give any credence to any of these arguments about it. You've gotten two national championships with that program. And I didn't think, I before Dabo Sweeney got there, I thought Clemson was always a competitive group, but never serious. You bet to Danny Ford, and there was always those questions about what happened after, and Michael Dean Perry, and all the other stuff. I, I thought that Clemson could be a good program, a 9-10 win a season program, and you'd be competitive, and that'd be it. Dabo Sweeney's completely changed it. Dabo Sweeney is such a dangerous coach, and this is why I'm disappointed by these comments. I'm disappointed that he even gives them the time of day. Dabo Sweeney's the type of coach that makes other programs worse because they fool themselves into thinking that they can get the next Dabo Sweeney and that their eight-win, nine-win positive season could could or should be a 12-0, 11-1, big-time college football playoff season. Yeah, I used to put Clemson in that in that group of like, West Virginia and, and Arkansas, where you, you think you should be better than you are, but you're not. Dabo changed that. Dabo makes Clemsoning a thing of the past. I hate saying that because we had Tommy Bowden on, and Tommy Bowden's great. But he makes Clemsoning a thing of the past. 
he's so good, his, his staff is so good, they've recruited so good a player that I think that fools other ADs and boosters out there to think, well, if they can do it, we can do it too. Like Dabo Sweeney's just fall off trees. He's a tremendously talented coach and a great game planner. And that's why I have to admit I'm disappointed why you would be able to regurgitate off the top of your head the difference in score for Alabama and that they beat teams by 33.1 points per game going into the playoff. That's a direct quote from him to ESPN earlier this week. Direct quote your own team. Direct quote Trevor Lawrence. Give give love to him. Give love to your own team. I know you're good at that. You don't need to worry about Alabama's win percentage. You don't need to worry about Alabama and how much they won by. You're Clemson. You were better last year and by a wide margin last year. Mark in South Carolina, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken, love the show. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, just, wanted to, just wanted to say that Dabba has always been petty. Um, back a few years ago, he was on his way to his weekly call-in show and got pulled over for going like 60 and a 30 or something. And, uh, you know, he gets out of the car all frustrated with the officer. Well, it turns out he ends up getting the, the cop fired for giving him a speeding ticket. So, I mean, that just shows how petty the guy is. Um, but also, you know. Well, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Is this documented? Is this documented? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can Google it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's not something that made national news because they weren't a national power at the time. Um, but it made the news around here for sure. Okay. All right. Continue with what you were going to say. I got to check well, in on that, Mark. Go yeah, ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to look into that. Well, um, the other thing I was just going to say, according to the computers, the two toughest team, uh, games that Clemson has this year against Texas A&M and South Carolina, who are both in the SEC. So, I mean, yeah. you know. Your toughest opponents are in the SEC. I don't know. And I know, listen, and I understand. If Dabo wouldn't have been able to just give me the point, the, the, the win percentage or the, uh, the, the amount they won per game, then I really wouldn't bother with it a whole bunch because I would look at it and go, yeah, yeah, your, your conference isn't that good, and I know you can't give a bunch of bulletin board material out there. That's different. Mark, and thank you very much for the call. But when you're giving me the, the difference in score there and the average there, eh, that throws me off. Brian in Virginia, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, poor Mark here, South Carolina fan. It's very obvious. With the with the speeding ticket thing, I think that was like five years ago. He was doing like six or seven over one and two. The reason the police officer got fired is because he took the dash cam, posted it to a South Carolina forum, and go, look who I pulled over today. So, and then he got launched. So, that wasn't Dabo that got him fired. He, he got himself fired. So Okay, hold on, thing, hold, on so. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, now we got conflicting stories. Now, now you're in Virginia. Have you ever been to South Carolina? Is this like a South Carolina thing taking over this show right now? <laughs> no. So, so I'll just say this. I'll say the the poor South Carolina fan. Look, okay, you said South Carolina when you were going over uh, Alabama's and Clemson's schedule. You said South Carolina was eh, okay. Well, no, I, I, muster, yeah, I don't mind South. They couldn't muster. What? They couldn't muster a point against an a, a lowly ACC team at the end of last year in Virginia. I said they were okay. I said they were okay, Brian. What do you what, what, you wait a minute? You want to put history in there and really give me the Virginia argument and give me South Carolina who has been on the map before? They have been a low rent team in the SEC in the past. I'm giving Got them it, at least what? a decent amount of credit with Will Muschamp and company. Oh, let's go. I love Will Muschamp. He needs to stay at South Carolina forever. I don't I don't even know if has he beaten Clemson, but anyway, so let me go to this, all right? And, and I will say this. All right. You know how hard it is you, to beat Clemson right, right now? Do you know how hard it is to beat Clemson right now, Brian? 
that Judas Priest, continue. Hard. I don't know. Ask Alabama. They couldn't. They couldn't make. Oh make my the God! Anyway, I found a Clemson go, fan. Going, this is incredible. Going back, going back to this ACC team. AC, the ACC is weak right now. Very, very weak. Okay, but you got to understand that he's not just coming out with these comments. I think a couple weeks ago or a week ago, you know, you're talking about Kelly Bryant and then should Kelly Bryant get a ring? And they ask him a pointed question. They're asking him these pointed questions where he's got to make a comment. Okay, he's not like sitting around, must, you know, thinking about this stuff and dwelling on it. They're asking him, you know, they're trying to create news and a failing four-letter network that's eventually going to be cut in half again by Disney has to oh. create news so they can put some stuff. I know you love that on the CBS station. But anyway, oh they God. have to create this news to, to generate content because there's really not a whole lot going on outside of, you know, uh, the, the pedophile suicide and stuff like that. And, you know, you never know what that is. But anyway, so... Going back to this, you got to. I actually, I, I, I kind of want to hear your take on that, but it's a sports station, so go ahead, go ahead, back to Clemson and everything there, because I'm running out of time. Go, Brian, go. I'm killing your show right now. So bottom it's line okay. is this: is you got to, you got to create the news, so that way you can get the viewers. And the cash cow right now just got stomped in Nick Saban and in the Alabama Crimson Tide, and you know you can't sing the SEC song when SEC teams aren't scoring points against ACC teams. And bowl games, and so you you know it all it's all coming you know to iron out, and eventually it all works out. But nobody said anything a couple of years ago when Clemson went to the national championship, barely lost to Bama on an onside kick, beat them in the stat column, didn't beat them on the scoreboard, but they faced one of the toughest schedules in the nation, and that was in the lowly ACC. Okay. Uh, no, because nobody because nobody cared. They didn't, and he didn't care then, Brian. That's the whole point of this exercise. Debo Sweeney shouldn't give a damn about what anybody's saying about his football team and the strength of schedule they have. They beat Alabama 44 to 16. I don't care how tired Alabama was. Nobody should care how tired Alabama was. It's Alabama. It's supposed to be a plug and play. I'm supposed to cry tears for Nick Saban in Alabama. We got some injuries on our defense. Nobody gives a damn about any of that. And you have a quarterback who starts games who can't throw. That's not my problem. That's yours. That's yours. That's the entire point is that he rationalizes ridiculous Fan arguments. That's my world. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to listen to guys talking about cops getting fired for pulling over Dabo Sweeney. Let me live in the muck. Not Dabo Sweeney. Coming up next, yeah, Marshawn Lynch cussed at the kids. Doesn't mean he doesn't want what's best for him. It's Ken Carvin on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.